Welcome to House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. If you're ready to get your physical, emotional, and spiritual life in order, join us for the next hour as we meet some interesting people who will share stories of success and wisdom that you can apply to your own life. Now, here's Dr. Connie. Welcome to Dr. Connie's House Calls. It is October. Can you believe it already? We're we're on the very end of this year, finally. This show is a very special one. I call it The Spirit-Filled Life, and I've got in studio somebody who's amazing, and I'm going to share about her in a few minutes. But as typical of my show, I, I make it theme-based. In October, we think of the month of Halloween, the fall, the cooler weather, the autumn leaves, getting ready for the holidays, of Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's shopping, family, all those wonderful things. But I always begin my show with my honorable mentions, and I look at birthdays. And as I mentioned on September's show, where they had the most birthdays in the month of September, October follows, I think, as the second most popular month for a birthday. So definitely the winter month is a good month to get pregnant, I guess. So it must be the cold weather. So October birthdays, I want to do my honorable mentions, are my friend Salita and friends Bruce Vale, Stanley Miles, Dr. George Fuller, who is a White House doctor with me many years ago, Nancy Reicher, Kathy Lewis, my brother Angel turned 65 this month. Happy birthday, my dear. Marsha Anderson had a birthday. The Greenbaum family have three people in it who have a birthday in October. Daria, Blake, and Harvey, happy birthday. Penny Rady, Uh, I've got a couple who share a a birthday month. Carlin and Randy are celebrating their birthdays. Dr. Richard Reidenauer has a birthday this month. He's one of my oldest friends, has been on this show several times. James Patrick, John Edwards, Janet Ford, Rhonda Snyder, Robin Burning, who is a close friend of mine, has been to Sedona with me several times. She's celebrating. Uncle Orville Kern is having a birthday. Catherine Humphreys. Ingrid Wimmer, Patty DeProspero, Susie Craby, and Alan Sears, dear friend of mine, who was also on this show years ago. He celebrates a Halloween birthday. For this month, we have a special wedding anniversary for Dr. Richard and Leslie Reidenauer, 49 years of marriage. Congratulations. Wishing them all the best. So when I think of October, back in the days when we would go trick-or-treating door-to-door, and be in our little costumes with our masks. I look at what we have now where we're, most of us are still wearing masks outdoors a lot um, and what goes on with trick-or-treating. I think of the holiday of Halloween, how we celebrated each year on October 31st. This year, Halloween falls on a Sunday, October 31st. Now, where do we get Halloween? A little bit of history. It started with the ancient Celtic festival of Shamhain, when people would light bonfires and there would wear costumes to ward off ghosts. And in the 8th century, Pope Gregory III designated November 1st as a time to honor all saints. So then All Saints Day became incorporated some of the traditions of Samhain, that the, uh, the ancient Celtic festival. So the evening before was known as All Hallows' Day or All Hallows' Eve, and that later became known as Halloween. That's how you got Halloween. So over time, Halloween evolved into a day of activities like trick-or-treating, carving jack-o'-lanterns, festive gatherings, donning costumes, eating treats. And so 
the holidays that we look at are October 31st, November 2nd. There's a two-day celebration known as the Day of the Dead. Now, that has its origins from the pre-Hispanic civilizations from 2,500 to 3,000 years ago, long before the Spaniards conquered Mexico. That celebration took place in the ninth month of the Aztec calendar, which is about August in today's calendar. It lasted a whole month. When we look at the Day of the Dead in Espanol, is El Día de los Muertos, is a Mexican holiday where the families welcome back the souls of their deceased relatives for a brief reunion that includes food, drink, and celebration. So they really have a party with those who have passed to the other side. It's a blend of Mesoamerican ritual, European religion, and Spanish culture, and we're celebrating it this year, October 31st to November 2nd. So I want to give you a little bit of that cultural, because living in Arizona, we celebrate a lot of the uh, Mexican-American traditions, and we see that in many places, uh, El Dia de los Muertos. So that brings today's show, because I want to talk about spirit, and not a not a scary type of spirit, but really a little bit of like El Dia de los Muertos, where the Mexican tradition where they go to the cemetery and they honor the memory and the, and the spirits of those that have passed. And when you do the food, drink, and celebration, you really celebrate that they're still with us. They haven't really gone away, that they still exist, but in a different form in spirit. So we're going to talk about spirit. What does that mean to you? What is it? What does it happen? I mean, as a doctor, I, I have the the responsibility of caring for many people. And there are many times I've had to sit with a patient to give them bad news about most likely what they will die from, of, of a terminal diagnosis, or in many cases that we prepare for hospice. I've signed death certificates. I've been at the deathbeds of uh, many of my patients. And, and I guess my work is done there. But what happens to the other side, right? Do we go away completely, all that's left, our body physically is gone, but what about the spirit? What exists there? And uh, I grew up Christian, Catholic. I believe that there is life after death. Uh, I believe there are ghosts perhaps, yes, but I believe the spirit lives on. And I, and I know especially in our loved ones that they still exist but in a different form. They're they go on forever. And so this show explores another way to look at spirit, as in the soul. Our Christian belief system holds there is a soul that lives on that can't die even though the physical body is gone. So our special guest today is someone who works closely with spirit in connecting those in, in life with spirit, those who have passed. So even though my job is those who still are in this side of the veil, my guest is a medium who connects people in this life with loved ones and people who have crossed across the veil to the other side. And the title, the, the title they use often is that of evidential medium. Evidence is there. Mediums who give specific information during a reading that proves or convinces the person receiving the reading that they are truly connected with their departed loved ones. They didn't Google you. They didn't read your mind. They didn't get, you know, research you in other ways. I think, you know, you hear stories about mediums. They had the TV show, The Long Island Medium. Lisa Caputo has written books about it. There are many other mediums out there. Rebecca Rosen is one. <laughs> My friend Suzanne Giesman, who's been on this show, is another. Nicole Riley is a medium. There are really a lot of mediums. I'm trying to find the right medium is the one 
that is best serves your purpose or spirit's purpose to connect you. So I have been fascinated for many years by the gifts of psychics and astrologers and mediums. And I've had readings by all of them in different ways, different forms. And many of these readings have been spot on. Uh, my predictions, predictions given to me by my psychic have been amazingly and sadly in many ways uh, really true, have come true. Uh, my late husband, John, who passed 2019, I've connected with him many times through mediums. And he he told me when he was alive, because he knew I was fascinated by mediums to connect with my parents and with friends and former patients who have passed, he used to look at me and said, you know, why do you believe this stuff? I thought this was sort of woo-woo. I thought you were a woman of science, right? And I said, I would look at him and say, yes, I, I do believe in science, but I'm also open to other ways of looking at the world and to gain insight into life and its meaning. And and, you know, I, there is a faith system I believe in. You know, what is faith but believing in something you can't see, right? I can't see it, but I truly believe it. And in the case of mediums, I embrace and I appreciate their gift, their ability to bring me comfort in the loss of my loved ones, to connect me with my late husband, with my parents, with my friends, my former patients, and and in ways that truly I know that they are on the other side. Because the things that my mediums, especially the one today, have told me, you couldn't make up. You couldn't Google specific things that they've told me. There are intimate things that only my beloved and I know that a medium telling me, oh my gosh, that is so him when I, when I talk about it. I have told many of my widow friends about mediums and they too have gone for readings and have had tremendous comfort. So in studio today, I am blessed and honored to have a very gifted medium, Michelle Clare, who lives in Arizona. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, Dr. Connie. It's great to be here with you. Let me give you a little bit about Michelle's background, and we're going to go back to what these words mean about her titles. She's a certified medium, an angel intuitive, a spiritual coach, an energetic healer, an intuitive life coach, and on top of that, like like that's not enough, she's had three, not just one, three near-death experiences. She's survived those. She receives her messages from loved ones who have crossed over, as well as angels and life guides. In the span of 11 years, and there's that number 11, which is my angel number, she's had three near-death experiences. The first one was in April of 2000. The second was in May of 2006, and a monumental life-changing event in which Michelle suffered a traumatic brain injury on November 1, 2011. There's the 11111. Again, I looked at those angel numbers. Shortly after this life-altering event, Michelle started receiving information for other people from their loved ones who had transitioned to the other side. All three near-death experiences were a reminder of an unconditional love and connection that surpasses this earthly life. During her readings, Michelle is divided, divinely guided by the client's spirit team to lovingly empower, direct, provide comfort and hope for the person receiving the reading. She is known for giving factual information, and I can attest to that, the personality traits, the characteristics, validations of signs <laughs> that the loved ones are sending are there. She gives that. Michelle helps each person 
She reads to raise their vibrational frequency. She'll talk about that, clear their energy, and understand that they are not living life alone. So I put on, I put on my website the best way to connect with Michelle for a reading is to her website, Michelle Claire, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, C-L-A-R-E dot net, which, by the way, St. Clair is the saint, patron saint of television. I think I told you that. Um, so if you need, if you would love to have a reading f- uh, with her, if, if Spirit is calling you, I encourage you to go online and sign up with her. But I want to thank her for being here. Thank you for your comfort you've given me and my friends for, for the readings you've given us. You know, your journey has been an amazing one. I know you're working on a book. You need to get your book out because I think it, it's, a, it's incredible uh, to have that for people to read your story. It's no accident that, that those things happen to get your attention. In your introduction, I shared your titles. Can you, I'm going to go through each one. Can you explain to the listeners what each of them means? Because, you know, we hear different terms and we don't know exactly what that is. Like when someone says you're a certified medium, what is that? Right. So I think it's really important too, when you're going for medium reading, to either have good word of mouth from someone you trust or to choose a certified medium. And and with that being said, I, I became a certified medium because I went through a testing process. And during that process, there were five different readings that were blind Skype readings. And I would just be told, log on at 11 o'clock on Wednesday. And I would get on and I would start getting information for the person. And I would tell them what I, the person who was coming Coming through, and then they basically rate and score you, and um, so you pass or you don't pass. And so once you do pass, you can be added to the certified mediums website. So you're vetted, you're studied, you're vetted. It isn't something that there's a process. I know there's a professor Gary Schwartz at University of Arizona who studies mediums because they want to make sure. In a lot of ways, it's a credentialing so one can see how how accurate you are and do an unbiased way. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna we're gonna pause because there's more material coming up on Dr. Connie's house calls. We've got a, a brief break here for three minutes. We'll come back with Michelle Claire, our evidential medium, angel intuitive, spiritual coach, and many other amazing things on house calls. So stay tuned and come back after the break. Who's your doctor? When I was looking for a doctor, I thought. Which person gets the best care of all and whose doctor's credentials are the most carefully reviewed? Well, the answer was obvious. Who looks after the president of the United States? My doctor is the doctor who is taking care of three presidents and their families. Dr. Connie Mariano. I've heard about her. She's board certified in internal medicine and has been practicing medicine for over 30 years. She was at the White House for over nine years and traveled everywhere with the president. Dr. Connie is available to me 24 hours a day, seven days a week by email, cell phone, or Skype. And when I see her in her private office in Scottsdale, she and her staff always treat me like I'm the president. I'm going to call her office now and join her practice. Dr. Connie Mariano, this is the doctor American presidents and their families have trusted with their lives, and I trust you with mine. For information about Dr. Connie Mariano's private practice, you need to visit drcmariano.com. Are you ready to live younger, longer? 
Andrew and Aaron Stevens with Apply Everyday Health are partnered with a 100-year-old company to help you build health through natural approaches. Our scientists believe that the key to a healthy lifestyle lies within nature. By using ingredients proven to be safe and effective, our products provide nutrition guaranteed to change your life in a positive way. To find out how you can get the same top-of-the-line vitamins taken daily by Olympic athletes, astronauts, and the White House doctor herself, visit applyeveryday.com. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano. If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drconnieradio at gmail.com. That's drconnieradio at gmail.com. Now, back to House Calls with Dr. Connie. Welcome back to Dr. Connie's House Calls. I have Michelle Clare, who's a certified medium in studio, amazing, gifted, talented medium. She's explaining how mediums get credentialed, that they're tested. Somebody unbiased is able to go online, oh, actually to test you for your ability to connect with the other side. And do they do this every year to check you, or is it the one time that they do it? It's the one time. And then that you're pretty much given with that. You also mentioned an angel intuitive. What what does an angel intuitive do? So a lot of times when I'm giving a reading for someone, I get information from the angel. So I'm able to tap into the angelic realm or angelic energy and be able to tell you what angels are around you, how they're guiding you, what they're wanting you to know from them. You know, I grew up Catholic, and you know that. And I always believe in the Catholic Church, we have guardian angels, we have saints, but your belief system and what a lot of mediums believe on the other side is that we have sort of a a team, right? What do we have? Yes, I grew up Catholic too. And it was a great foundation for being a medium because I knew I had angels, saints, Mother Mary, all these beautiful beings of light ready to help me at any moment, right? And um, so we call it, I call it a spirit team. You have your loved ones around you, you have your angels, you have life guides, and you have other beings of light or angels that will come in and out during your life here on Earth. So we can tap into that. I, I call them my God squad. Mm-hmm. I, it's like you're, the people on the other side, you just you ask for guidance, you ask for help. That's part of that spiritual team. It, it's not that God is busy, but I think God has lots of other people in that spirit world helping us out. Spiritual coach, what does a spiritual coach do? Right. So a lot of times people will come to me and they're on the beginning of their spiritual journey or they're starting to get their own messages or they're starting to get different types of information. And so a lot of times I mentor and I guide and I help people with that to understand and grow where they are. How many ongoing clients do you have? I mean, can you share, like, for example, in one week, how many readings? And then do you have a set number of clientele that you follow? and? And yeah, I, I have regular clients. Um, 
I probably have about five to 10 regular clients. Um, and then with that, I try to do between t- around 12 readings a week, only because I w- always want to be 100% for a reading, and I don't ever want to feel drained or tired going into it. So I try to keep it at 12. And then I do weekend events, like I'll, I'll go do retreats and different things. And webinars and things yeah. like that. Do you, and I always wonder, like, for example, you're going to dinner, you're going shopping. Do you ever get spirits coming through and tapping into what you do? Like saying, oh, you need to send somebody a message? Or are you able to keep that from working? Not usually because I'm, it's not that I turn it off, but I turn the volume down on it. So for myself, Michelle, I have a husband and kids and a dog and all these other things I need to do, right? And so, so I really need to be able to balance living in this world and my work and connecting with spirit. And so it's like I turn the volume down. If it was a message I needed, I know spirit would be tapping me on the shoulder to get it through. Um, But there, there is this part where most mediums don't walk around on all the time. It's not productive. Yeah. it. You know, I guess the closest I can come to understanding that as a physician, I can look at somebody and start sensing what's wrong with them. Oh, he's, that person's diabetic. They probably have sleep apnea. They're walking that way because they probably had a stroke. And when you're in public, you can't help but look. I, I look at, I listen to people and think personality issues. And I said, I need to shut that down because you're still working. So you're able to tune that down so you don't pick that up. Right. Tell me what energetic healers do. So energetic healing is really about channeling a higher level of energy. So um, into the human body or mind and helping. So I have a couple of clients that I work with. One is an army veteran and he's had his leg amputated. And, mm-hmm. and when I work with him, we're actually able to to take away the phantom pain. And, and so it's just channeling that energy. That's a tremendous gift to do that because they do suffer from the phantom pain. Mm-hmm. Do you do remote healing? Some people do Reiki or distance healing remote? Yes, I do both. I do it in person and I do it remote because it's energy. So you can send it. transmits. It. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people, if I can't see it, you know, but I, I remind people nowadays we Zoom I mean, you're not, uh, you know, our whole way of doing medicine has changed. Right. We do Zoom calls. You're not physically there. But if you can believe what's on your screen, right, we're still able to connect. And Well, yes, and even to the point where we don't see the AM radio frequency, but it's playing right now. Wow. Yeah, that's but right. But it's buzzing right through our it's room. It's all over us. If we tuned it in, it would be right there. We're, in a, we're actually in a sea of energy all around us, but we don't, we don't pick it up. Absolutely. We don't sense it. A lot of people don't really get that. Intuitive life coach, and I know you've done that with friends of mine. Yeah. What do you do with it being an intuitive life coach? That's really where I, I step into their energy. I listen to their spirit team, and I listen to the concern that they have or where they want to go or where they're at. And I'm able to bring in guidance from the other side for how they can navigate their life to the best possible experience. So you've helped people in so many ways. I mean, do people come to you? So they don't necessarily come to you because they want to connect with somebody who've passed. They're sort of struggling with a spiritual Type, but do you, you don't say, okay, you're coming here and you're going to say, okay, we're going to do the Catholic way or the Protestant or the, I mean, you, you don't do that, do you? No, I don't do that at all. I, I, I see everyone from all religions, no religion, everything, um, because spirit doesn't really worry about what religion we are. And there's that energy and that love and compassion comes for all of us all of the time. And so it's just about tapping into the guidance. You know, I'm, I'm looking at Michelle here in studio, and it's too bad we're not a television show, because if you see her, you just emit, you know, I think it's angelic. I mean, first of all, she's beautiful. She's a. That's why she she should really be on television. You know, you, Lisa Caputo. Uh, I love watching her because she was such a character. 
But Michelle Claire, I would just call you the petite medium because she's tiny, petite, photogenic, adorable. And you think she's like somebody's PTA mom, you know, makes the brownies, wonderful housewife, mother, or kids, you got three kids, and it, you think she's like somebody's mom. And you are somebody's mom. But beyond that, you have this incredible gift, but you, but you had to go through this journey. It didn't come easily. Can you share? First of all, tell us what near death means because you've had three of them. Right. I've just one. Absolutely. And so with each one of my near-death experiences, it's basically been a moment when my body has been in some type of physical trauma and my soul has been able to leave and go to the other side and connect with spirit and connect with God. And in my first near-death experience, I was able to see my grandma who had transitioned a couple years before. My guardian angel was there. In my second one, I was actually able to see my dog who had transitioned before and Jesus came into that one. And in my third one, I was able to connect with my life guides. And we're going to, you know, you're going to write about that because you really need, it's so dramatic because, you know, near death is you're supposed to have died. Right. And you came back and something drew you back. And, and I think, I think that was the purpose. Your, 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 your soul mission isn't done. Your soul mission is to connect with there. So do you fear death? Not at all. Not at all. It's much easier, actually. I, it's harder to live than it is to be on the other side. Wow. Because, yeah. you know, I tell my patients, I think knowing that, and oh, it's, I always think intuitively that is so true. I don't have proof, but listening to you, and I've listened to other people who've had near death, like even Alexander, the neurosurgeon who literally had pus in his brain and, you know, survived to write about and describe the, the similarities of the beautiful light and the energy and the beams of Great. I mean, it's things that you can't explain in our language of tremendous love at the center and being reconnected and of such tremendous joy on the other side. And I think that that gives me hope, but also not to be afraid because right now, I mean, we live in a world of tremendous fear, fear. And, and, I, and I've spoken to several of my patients who are in their 90s. They know they, their time is limited. And I ask them if they're afraid. And the ones who always transition smoothly have a faith base that they know there's life on the other side, it's better than they ever imagined, and they'll be reconnected with their loved ones. And they don't struggle. They accept that, that we've done everything they can to keep them here, but it's just their time, that it was, it was time for them to, to move forward. Um, have there been people that, when you look at all the different ones you've channeled, are there certain ones that strike you as memorable? There absolutely are. There are um, many readings over the years where I say, oh, wow, it's truly an honor to be able to connect with the message that they're giving their loved ones. I will tell you, um, for me, one of the most amazing parts about a reading is getting to tap into that love. So the energy of your love for your loved ones, their love for you. And I get to feel that when I'm connecting people and, and I get to witness it. And I get to see your loved one on the other side say, I know when you were driving in the car this morning, it started out with a flat tire and, and they want to know, how did you know that? Your loved one knows that. And if they're connected to the little things, they're connected to the big things. Now, when you channel, do you hear it? Do you see it? Do you smell? I mean, how does it 
come to you? Yeah, so most of my information comes through feelings, but I would describe it as looking at someone that you know very well, Mm -hmm. and you know exactly what they're going to say right before they say it. So I will actually say I'm feeling the number three. I feel the color blue. I get information really through feelings, but then I will also hear things once in a while, see things, and physically feel things. So, but you don't, I mean, I've, I've sat for at least two, three readings with you, and you're, it's effortless. You just sit and you smile, and there's no crystal ball there. There's no nope. props. And what struck me, one of my widow friends that I delivered to you, and I dropped her off at Michelle's house, came back and pick her up, and, and they were all very healthy skeptics. And I asked my friend, I said, so how was that? And she got it go. She goes, unbelievable, without a doubt. You know, she said, Michelle told me, Rob was there with my mother, Rose. Now, maybe perhaps you would have guessed if you Googled whatever their last name, Rob, and I know you don't Google anybody, but the Rose part, there's no way you could have found this woman's mother's name. I mean, it's got to be. And, um, but I think to me, I mean, I have people, my friend cried when she had her reading because it touched something so much, but it's given me such tremendous peace. And a lot of my patients who, who've had children die on them, which is something that should never happen to a parent, but it does, have found such peace with that connection, that, that longing. Do you ever get someone who wants to connect with somebody and they can't find that person? Or it's like <laughs> they get a, a busy signal? Right. I mean, what happens? Question. Yeah, so I cannot make someone's loved one be there. But their loved ones usually almost always show up. So it's not that I have ever had them not show up. Sometimes the signal, though, as you said, is stronger than others. So sometimes it's easier to tap and connect and get deeper with the information. And other times it doesn't feel quite as deep. But I would tell you, your loved ones are always around you and they always show up. I used to worry about that when I first started. What if someone comes for a reading and they come in and I say, I've got nothing. There's no one here for you today. (laughs) They're all on vacation. Right. They're all out. They're partying. <laughs> but somebody always comes through. Yes. What what surprises you about your gift? What surprises me about my gift is the ability to connect to the other side and see how connected they are to us in life. So our loved ones are actually more connected to us now than they were when they were in a body. Because instead of us having to call mom and tell her how bad our day was or what happened, mom already knows. So you're telling me my late husband can finally read my mind. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. That's what I... (laughs) <laughs> I just laugh because it's like you can read my mind, babe. And that's probably what he would say, It's right? telepathic. And that's one thing I learned in my near-death experiences. They communicate with us telepathically. You know, and I think I think that is such a tremendous gift. But are, can you, if, if you're doing things that you don't want them to see, can you hide from them? I would say this. Spirit doesn't feel the need to know all of our little yeah, human things, right? right? So if I have newlyweds and they're like, right. but my mom just passed, I'm like, mom doesn't I don't, care. I don't want mom to come on our honeymoon, <laughs> right, right? Exactly. So she's not, she's not there. Mom's okay. not worrying about that part. No, but mom's connected to you emotionally and knows you're happy and okay. in love and all okay. of those things. Have you, you don't channel for little kids, do you? You know, I've had a few moms bring younger children to me, and they've either been ch- children who have had a parent transition oh. and they wanted to connect with them, yeah. or they've been kids who are having their own psychic mediumship experiences, and they wanted me to help mentor and guide them with it. Why? Tell me why Spirit picked you. Do you know? You know— I don't know. I think it's because, well, number one, I'm five feet tall, so there's nothing really intimidating about me. 
<laughs> so I'm a, I'm a good mailman the for the message. Petite, you're the petite medium. I, I really am going to take credit for your title. Yes, you are, and I'm going to give it to you. Um, so I think that's one reason, and I think the other reason is because I, with my three near-death experience, mm. I have absolutely been able to sit in the beautiful love that surrounds all of us, and so I can look at people, and I know how much they are loved. You're not scary. You really are. It's like sitting with an angel. We're going to pause for a quick break, come back with my angel friend here, Michelle Claire. Stay tuned on House Calls for more. The White House Doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Who's your doctor? When I was looking for a doctor, I thought, which person gets the best care of all and whose doctor's credentials are the most carefully reviewed? Well, the answer was obvious. Who looks after the president of the United States? My doctor is the doctor who is taking care of three presidents and their families. Dr. Connie Mariano. I've heard about her. She's board certified in internal medicine and has been practicing medicine for over 30 years. She was at the White House for over nine years and traveled everywhere with the president. Dr. Connie is available to me 24 hours a day, seven days a week by email, cell phone, or Skype. And when I see her in her private office in Scottsdale, she and her staff always treat me like I'm the president. I'm going to call her office now and join her practice. Dr. Connie Mariano, this is the doctor American presidents and their families have trusted with their lives, and I trust you with mine. For information about Dr. Connie Mariano's private practice, you need to visit drcmariano.com. Are you ready to live younger, longer? Andrew and Aaron Stevens with Apply Everyday Health are partnered with a 100-year-old company to help you build health through natural approaches. Our scientists believe that the key to a healthy lifestyle lies within nature. By using ingredients proven to be safe and effective, our products provide nutrition guaranteed to change your life in a positive way. To find out how you can get the same top-of-the-line vitamins taken daily by Olympic athletes, astronauts, and the White House doctor herself, visit applyeveryday.com. You are tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano. If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's one 1-888- 888 346-9141. You may also send an email to drconnyradio at gmail.com. That's drconnyradio at gmail.com. Now, back to House Calls with Dr. Connie. I'm in studio today with Michelle Clare, who is an evidential medium and has been incredible with connecting people in this life with those across the veil. It's an incredible gift she has, but she had to pay her due. She went through three near-death experiences, does not fear death, and she describes the other side as incredibly beautiful, joyful. Do do they do our loved ones work? I mean, what do you what do they do? They float around, you know, playing harps. I mean, right. What do they do on the other side? You know, so the idea of sitting like at the foot of God and being just sitting there and singing, I guess, for the next two hundred years might be great. But then we get bored as spirits, right? Mm-hmm. 
And so our loved ones are never really just sitting there. So once we're in spirit, we can be in more than one place at a time. So you can actually be in that heavenly realm and connected to your loved ones here on earth. So I find that very often they are still evolving, learning, growing, but they're actually serving um, us as humans and they're helping us and they're hoping to bring the right people into our lives and the right possibilities and the right opportunities and and they're and so yes we're we're in this heavenly realm where we don't have to worry about being tired or eating or drinking or being healthy but we're but we're still serving you know the things that you you discuss that you share I hear them from my other medium friends do you go to school to study this do you read about it or you just know it I mean how 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 does this evolve for you Right. For me personally, how yeah. do I know this? Yeah. A lot of my information comes from spirit. They tell you that. They tell me. Spirit's pretty... Do you have angel guides that come to you pretty regularly? I do. I do. I connect with my angels very often, and a lot of times they'll just drop ideas or thoughts in my head. One of the things I like to say is people think it's hard to connect with their angels. Mine talk to me in emojis all day long. So make it oh, easy. So do. for me, if I'll say, should I do this or that? They'll give me an emoji thumb up, an emoji thumb down, you know, and, and so. Do you see it or sense it, the emoji? I'll do see it? it in my mind's eye. So okay. if you talk to someone and you say, visualize a baseball film. Yeah. The minute you visualize that baseball field, that's your mind's eye. So it just drops in. You know, I look at that, and I think if a lot of us don't either believe it or if we do, we don't think we're capable of it. But can we connect, learn to connect with the other side then and just tap into our guides, right? Yes, we're absolutely. we're able to do that. Everyone can but do it. But except they don't give us lottery numbers. They don't. <laughs> I wish they did, but well, they don't. I asked one, one of my astrologers one time, I said, do you see a lottery number? She goes, do you th honestly, if I did, you think I'd be doing this for a living? <laughs> but the thing that you, you talk about, the, the joy, the hope, so there really shouldn't be fear when people die. You've done everything you can in this life. They shouldn't fear that the suffering is over. And... What other what lessons do you learn from that they share with you? Yeah, I think a lot of the fear humans have about dying is we're afraid we're going to be judged. Oh. And we're going to be told you didn't do that right. Shame on you. What yeah. about this? What about that? And one of the things spirit tells me is, Michelle, the only one who judges you when you get here is you. So nobody's going to go through your list of sins and yell at you and put put you in a place that's really hot and 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 you're going to torture you. Absolutely. You don't see that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's one thing spirit tells me. And and the part that we often forget when we get into our human world is that our souls came here to play and learn and grow in the magic of life. And then we turn on the TV. Yeah. And then we say, oh, my goodness, this place is falling apart. What's going wrong? But if we can all step back into that magical part of our soul that is still connected to source and the universe, that's where we bring in our own individual light. And that's where we make this world a better place. But don't you, you know, it's such a hard time. And you know it. You're yeah. a mom. You, you're very conscious of what happens right now in this difficult time of pandemic and people being polarized. How do you go around doing that? I mean, you, you just, how do you stay so bright and positive? Yeah, I get the joy of connecting with spirit every day uh, for not just for myself, but for others. But it really helps. So it's really when you remember there are two things going on here. There's a soul level happening, which is the life experience your soul is here to have. And then there's the human level. And so a lot of times when I see things in life, I will say, what are they trying to learn on a soul level? Or what does their soul want to learn from that? And how do they grow? And I also will say that on a soul level, this is a video game for us. This is our soul knows we don't die. 
cry. It's like my 15-year-old son when he's on his Xbox, right? He's screaming and yelling at the TV, and mm-hmm. and and then his character gets assassinated, and he's and he gets up and he's fine. He's in an air-conditioned room. He's got food. He's got water. He's good, yeah, right? Yeah. And so our souls don't fear death. Our souls know that is an illusion. So really, you know, and I love how people say we're in Earth school, right? Yes. That each of us are here to learn something, to do something. We have a soul's calling, a mission. But what am I meant to learn? And I, I look at it at the, the people who frustrate me or the, or the events that bother me. Maybe I'm meant to learn something. Maybe learn patience or love or understanding that it makes you pause. What am I meant to learn? What am I meant to learn from this pandemic? What can I do? How do you know if you're on the right track, though? Do you get, I mean, your guides tell you? It's like bing, 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 positive, thumbs up, you're good? Yes, <laughs> always look for the thumbs up. Uh, that definitely helps, but a lot of it is monitoring it by your own emotional compass. So God gave us this gift of an emotional compass, right? Mm-hmm. And we know when things don't feel good, and we know when they do feel good, and we know when we feel inspired, and we know when we feel like we've helped someone. And, and so always following that is a huge tool as to where you're going. And and the thing about the emotional compass is you might know something feels really bad, but it's still directing you. I don't like that. I know what more now of what I want. So that's where we tune in. So you tune in there. But tell me, do, do mediums, do you can you foresee what's going to happen? Do mediums have that psychic ability? Yeah, do most they? do to some extent. They do? Why does yeah. that happen? Because they can they can foresee things. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of it too, when I'm working with a client individually is I can see the energy, the trajectory of their life. Mm -hmm. And so I can say most likely this is what feels like it's coming up for you. Mm -hmm. Now we do have the gift of free will. So we could stop in our tracks and take a right turn right now if Mm -hmm. we wanted to, but we, but we can see the energetic trajectory. So you can sort of predict that because you read for one of my friends who had an issue with the estate of her mother and, and she was fighting with her brother and his wife, and you saw her winning, and she did. She called it up, she was excited, she was happy, and it was so spot on, so Nancy thanks you for that. Absolutely. But I think, you know, I, I look at it as a way to comfort people, to relieve anxiety. I think it puts things in perspective, the things that we sweat over here and get upset about. There's a bigger picture out there, right? Absolutely. And and the fact that our loved ones in spirit, our connection with them does not end. It changes, and we miss them being in their yeah. body, but they are actually not disconnected from us, and we are still having a relationship with them. You know, I, I find, having lost my beloved, that what brings me the greatest joy is knowing, and from these readings, that he passed quickly, he didn't suffer, and that he is intact in his personality and sense of humor and his love, and he's joyful. He is absolutely joyful. He's not getting upset over anything. He's not worried about work or kids or whatever. He's just a happy, happy guy. And that's, I think, you would want for anyone. Absolutely. I think I mourn and we grieve and mourn because it's our human element that we miss the physicality of having that person here. And it's, it's a struggle. You know, a lot of people have died during the pandemic. A lot, I mean, I, this last year I lost three patients. They didn't die of COVID. They died of, of cancer or heart disease. But, you know, I look at their families and our human element is so used to that pattern that now we have to, to change. We have to shift. We have to shift into that. But I think the biggest comfort is knowing that they still exist, in, but in a better form, a happier form. 
have there have there been other things that you've learned as well on the other side? I mean, it's such a beautiful place. Yes. Um, do do loved ones come and pick you up? For example, if it's my time, other you know, a loved one will come escort you, and do you go to school on the other side? Is that what they say? Yes, yeah. So we do go to school on the other side. I mean, I don't know if we're sitting down in class or if we're being mentored or how exactly that works, but we continue learning. And and I will say this: no one dies alone. So I've had a yeah. lot of people who've been worried about their loved ones who they haven't been able to be with. Yeah. No one dies alone. There are many times before this person transitions that their room is full of angels yeah. and loved ones all around them. So even if they're in the middle of the desert, they're <laughs> not alone. They're not alone. That's what my, the family members have told me about, uh, uh, you know, my patients who are dying, that they'll look up and they'll look like there's somebody there. Mm -hmm. There is somebody there that's coming to get them. And I think that gives us comfort. You know, are there spirits that we should be afraid of? Like you talk about ghosts. I mean, do people get haunted? I mean, especially over Halloween, is that valid? Right. You know, I, I've only had one ghost encounter. And what I found with her was she, she was an elderly lady. She was not trying to be scary, but she was fearful of going into the light. And so mm -hmm. the energy she gave me was she was really afraid she was going to be judged. Mm -hmm. And um, I was able to call in her angels and watch her step into the light and stand up tall and young and healthy and walk into it and be gone. Yeah. And so so there is, yes, maybe a ghost energy, but that's not common. It's not common. No. You just hear stories about that to release it. Yeah. Because you give so much goodness to that. Well, it's it's positive. It's angel. It's loving light. It's it's the essence of what we're all meant to be, right, mm -hmm. to hold to our truth. What are the things? Do you, well, actually, as a mom, as a wife, I mean, do people know what you do for a living? Obviously, right? Yeah. How do they feel? How um, do your kids feel about it? You know, my kids are are good about it. I actually, my oldest is in college, and every year I do a dorm reading for her, so that's always fun. <laughs> you do show and tell. Here's my mom, the medium. <laughs> yes, exactly. Actually, that's another title. My mom, the medium. Right. But do you you bring forth people and family? Because usually they're young. They don't have a lot of people who have died unless they're grandparents or great-grandparents. Right. But if have you had those, oh, wow moments, people have just astounded, right? Yes. Yes, I absolutely have. And and it's it's always beautiful because I love the fact where they'll be like, how do you know that? And I'm like, I don't know that. Your loved one is telling me. I don't know this. You know? <laughs> but that's just, and you see the sense of humor. You see the love connection. Yes. It's you know, I always just find it a tremendous gift. And I think if we, you know, meditation, are there ways to become a better medium? How do you fine tune what you do? Yeah, I would say meditation is the number one way, but meditation isn't always sitting still. Sometimes that's driving your car, a hot shower, going for a run. So it's finding those spots where we naturally are connecting with spirit and extending them and making them intentional. So it's more intentional speaking out and saying this and yeah. just keeping your mind open for them yes. to, to challenge that, to, to channel that, really. Right. You know, my I have a friend, Daniel Amen, who would do brain scanning on people at his place in um, Costa Mesa. And he, um, he was able to channel, channel Lisa Caputo. And in it, uh, when he did her brain scan, when she channeled, her, the activity in the hemispheres would drop. Mm -hmm. And she was able to channel the spirit through there, 
that's how he was able to do it. I thought it was fascinating. Yes. So you just open yourself up for the message to come through. Right. And I've done some testing, too, and we find that most mediums are functioning in theta or delta when they're working. Mm -hmm. And it's more, is it theta? It's more, more theta, theta, but I've gotten into delta. The deeper? Uh, and Yes. And when I'm in delta, what I find is I remember less of the reading, but I can get more details. Wow. It's almost like it takes over. Mm -hmm. And then you realize you wake. Are you exhausted at the end of a reading? Not Usually, no. Sometimes there are hard ones. I have parents who've lost all three of their kids oh, in God. different ways. So sometimes it's not that I'm exhausted, but the emotional, a little bit emotionally yeah. in there. That's why you keep Kleenex in your room yes. because <laughs> they come through. Have you had anybody with unusual requests coming through? I mean, has anyone given guidance to someone who's there in your reading? Yeah, so I had one lady come in and she said she was getting offered another job at work and she didn't want to take it. And her loved one said, take it. And she said, well, I really don't want it. I said, well, you have free will, you don't have to, but but they're telling me to tell you to take the job. So about a week and a half later, she, I can't remember if she texted or emailed, but she said, hey, Michelle, I didn't want the job, but I went ahead and took it because of the guidance in the reading. And and then the next day they eliminated my job at work. So had I not taken that job, I would oh, not have had a job. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, are there other people that come to, have you ever channeled famous people? Yeah, I, I actually have one lady that I've had prints come through for a lot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. For, for Minnesota? <laughs> yes. And it was really for? <laughs> and it was really for her. And I actually had another client who worked with Mother Teresa in Calcutta, and I didn't uh -huh. know that. Mother Teresa came through for her in the reading. So, yes, famous people come through because they are connected to us. They're all on the other side that you tap into. Yeah. Rebecca Rosen did my reading in December in, in Colorado. And uh, she channeled John, and then she said, "You're he's here with one of your patients." And I said, "Really? Which one?" I have a lot of patients who've passed. Well, she goes, "He's his first name's George, and he had something to do with the Bushes." And I said, "Oh my gosh, that's George Herbert Walker Bush." She goes, "It is," and he's saluting you because he was Navy. Right. So, is there somebody you would like to reach out to on the other side in the future, or is there anyone you long to connect with on your own level? On my own level. Yeah. Um, like for myself mm -hmm. in a reading. You know, I, I feel like I'm pretty well connected. I feel like my loved ones give me information as I'm going. But there are times where I would love a more direct connection with my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she's busy right now. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll have my friends call me and be like, your mom wants you to know. <laughs> so I feel like she's just like. Do mediums read for each other? Some, sometimes. But I think, <laughs> you know, if you see us at lunch with another medium, we're usually not just sitting there reading for each other. We're actually <laughs> catching up on life. How are you? How are your kids? Right. What did you get for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's good. Well, listen, I hope this this hour has been enlightening and inspiring and joyous. And I want to thank you for coming on this show and really giving hope and light to many of us in a dark time, especially a dark time to connect us to the other side, that we really don't ever go away. We just change form into a higher being in a higher frequency. So I want to wish all of you a happy October. Uh, and go towards the light, be positive, loving, kind. And uh, there's more to life than what we see here. I see it through my friends, such as Michelle Clare, who's a talented medium. And so be open to those ways to communicate with a higher source, a higher way of thinking of life in general. So thanks again for listening to House Calls for the month of October, and have a wonderful month. God bless you all. 
Thank you again for joining us this week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. We'll be back next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a terrific week. We'll be right back.